us do this freestyle. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Well, I'll be damned, Billy Bradley. We uh, we got you and we got Wags in the house. Our, we our back, baby. Friend. We back. We're back. Our good friend Rob Lopes is taking a little R&R before – um, the weekend starts, so he is uh, well. Right now, if uh, let's see, let's put some time. Right now, he is definitely drunk, and he is definitely in Florida <laughs> drunk. So um, I'm coming right to you, Rob. I'll be there shortly, Rob. I'm yeah, and Jimmy is on. Jimmy's had some some flight trouble, but uh, he's got it figured out. He's going to get down right. there. Um, your dad. Who, who else going down there? Your dad and you? Or anybody yeah, else? Yeah, my dad and I. Yeah. Awesome. Well. Um, Billy Bradley, before we get started on this uh, NASCAR stuff, which is, holy crap, I mean, I'm so excited about this year, but I'm back in the town that I grew up in in eastern Kentucky. Um, by, by the hand of God, I'm doing a job in a town that has less than 400 people in it. Uh, there's a small little college. We're doing a baseball field for them. I just, out of the blue, I end up getting this job. I'm glad to be back. But let me tell you something, bud. There is more ammunition in Prestonsburg, Kentucky, than any place in the whole. There may be more ammunition in Prestonsburg, Kentucky, than the, than the Dallas, Fort Worth area. I, son, if you need it, I got it. Um, well, let me tell you, like uh, one reason we hadn't been on the podcast here the last little bit, I finally was able to save up enough money to get my phone cut back on from spending all my fucking money <laughs> in the state of North Carolina on I-77 for the express lane toll charges. But the state of North Carolina had a lot of shells while we were down there also. Well, that's good to hear. Um, boys, we are – I can't believe we're already at the at the cutoff race. And I think before we talk about the implications of this race and, and how we're doing so far, I think we got to acknowledge – we got to acknowledge three things, uh, maybe four things right off the bat. Number one, um, Kevin Harvick having a 50, um, 50 more downforce uh, last year absolutely helped him, and I think now we find out he's human. Jimmy, do you agree with that or not? Uh, that's absolutely correct. I would have not thought a guy that won seven races last year. I don't know how many hell he won. He last won year. nine. Nine races last year, he has zero in the first 25. Zero, nothing. <laughs> and had we had one more race left after this one, possibility that he could be eliminated from the playoffs. He's only locked in because he's ahead of Reddick. It's crazy to me to think. I mean, in, in this day and age with this car, we know how, how important aerodynamics are. I mean, obviously, because it's, you know, most you either love this package or you hate this package because of the aerodynamics. But having, you know, 50 more downforce points or whatever they're tabulated as was absolutely 100% a big help to Kevin Harvick. Um, and as we look at Denny Hamlin, uh, Denny Hamlin is, is almost a little bit more concerning to me, Jimmy, because he didn't have that uh, more downforce last year like Kevin Harvick did, but yet he still is is struggling. I would say he's struggling, not necessarily mightily, but he's not having the year he had last year. What do you what do you think about that, Jimmy? What, what are we what, what's happened over there? I mean, Denny Hamlin lost what a uh, hundred something point lead in a span of thirteen weeks. Yeah, uh, and Great. now he is headed into Daytona with no wins. He's second in points. 
after leading the point standing for God knows how long. And he's 28 points behind Kyle Lawson for the regular season title. Yeah. Uh, Vinny is going to be in trouble, boys. Okay, yeah. time out, time out. We hadn't recorded a podcast since the Indy Road course when Briscoe took Denny Hamlin out. Did Correct. he do that on purpose or was that accident? Jimmy, you go first. That was on purpose. Wow. Plain and simple, period. That was on purpose. Well, this is a short conversation because I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. Chase Briscoe can say whatever the hell he wants to, but yeah. he fucking took him out on purpose. And honestly, I'd feel better about the situation if he'd just say, hey, I was going for my win. I knocked him the hell out of the way. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'd feel a lot better about the situation if he'd say that, but um, but that's where we're at. And so, although Denny Hamlin, as we saw, I mean, he, he is – he, he's been up front a hell of a lot more than Kevin Harvick, but holy shit, you talk about a fall from grace. I'm just very surprised by that. Now, um, data shows, and it doesn't suggest, data proves when a driver gets to a certain age that Kevin Harvick is past, um, they don't win very much anymore. Um, it, it's happened to all the greats, and it's happening to Kevin Harvick. Going into this new season <laughs> – Next year with this new car, Billy, how long do you think Kevin Harvick's in the seat? How many more years does he drive? But that same, I mean, not to go around, but that same data also says a driver doesn't really peak to what, 32, 35? That's correct. fucking Kyle Larson right now. I mean, can you imagine? Well, I'm going to put it to you like this. Listen, Kyle Larson is a is a once in a generation driver. Although we've had a couple here recently, but Kyle Larson this year is driving like Jeff Gordon did, um, like like um, you know like Jimmy Johnson did. These things don't happen. I mean, there's always the uh, I, I think there's always but the is he driving better than those though? Because you know they were in the era of the the teaching days. I agree. Uh, I agree. I, I, listen, I think Kyle Larson is a special talent, I, and I don't, I don't, I think you got to throw him out of the mix um, because, quite frankly, if he continues to get better, what is he? Twenty six, twenty five, I think maybe twenty five. Uh, if he gets better for another six years and, before he peaks, well, shit, NASCAR is going to be boring as hell. <laughs> but to answer your question, I say two years max for Kevin Harvick. I saw a. A post today, he posted something about his little girl already in a racing uniform. So I say two years. Kevin Harvick quit NASCAR ownership um, when Delana was pregnant uh, with Keelan. Uh, just shut, just stopped, shut the doors. Was done. Family is very important to that man. I, I applaud him for that. There's no yeah, way once this happens that he's going to be on the. He's going to be connected to the sport. I could actually see him maybe getting back into the owner side, um, maybe a little bit possibly. But he's he's done. Um, like you said, in two years. Wags, what you what do you think? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's two years and he's done. Uh, I mean, what else does Kevin Harvick had to prove? It's you know he's one, he's been a champion. Um, you know he's probably one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR. You could put him in anybody's top Agreed. 50, you know, so yep. uh, I think the only thing, he's the Daytona 500 champion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only thing that, that would help cement his legacy even more would be another championship, make him a two-time champion, but 
Yep. I mean, he got nothing else to prove but to get trophies right now. So. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer, no question, one of the greatest drivers to ever strap it up and 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 to go around the go around the track. Uh, he's he's been a blessing to the sport. His time is coming to a near end. Now, I hope all his fans to cut get... you all, Dan. Okay. I, I will say Kevin Harvick has been deduced throughout his career. Uh, especially with the comments he made about Dale Jr. stunting the growth of NASCAR. But Listen, fuck Kevin Harvick. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Kevin Harvick. I, I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. But I can't say he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. But fuck right. that guy. Um, <laughs> I, I ain't losing any sleep over that son of a bitch. Uh, okay, so we, let's talk. Let's go back to Kyle Larson here. We we all knew. Um, yeah, I think Jimmy, you even uh, thought that that Kyle Larson would have a good year. I did not think that he would have as good a year as he had now. I figured he would come back laser-focused, and I figured he would come back much improved. I did not see him dominating some of these races like he has. Now, Billy, how? You how, did. How could you not? But did you see him doing this good? Now, you you talked big about him, but did, did he meet your expectations, beat and your expectations? What do you when think? we first started, I think I said eight or nine wins, and I just said that I was talking out my ass. I really did not. I seen him winning, but I did not see him doing the things he's doing now. Uh, just to be straight up and honest, I did not. I seen maybe two or three wins at most. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, what do you what what do you think about Larson's season here? I mean, look, he's in the best equipment um, in NASCAR right now, Hendrick Motorsports. They just came off a championship season. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, he he's he's a great talent. You know, I did I see him winning like six, seven, eight, nine races. No, uh, I thought it'd take him a little bit of time to get back to running these cars. You know, look look at a Matt Kenseth, look how long he was out, and he didn't, he came back, he struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so look, uh, I, I thought he'd have like at least four or five wins, but I mean, the dude's on a tear, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, well, here's, else. here's the deal you got Chase Elliott, returning champion, a badass in the sport. I did not see Kyle Larson having a better year than Chase Elliott. I thought he would have a good year, I knew he would get some wins, like for the reasons Jimmy ex- uh, explained, but I did not see him walking in there and being top dog over there at Henry Motorsports. So I'm a little bit surprised by that, and quite frankly, I'm a little surprised at, at, at how Alex Bowman has done this year. Alex Bowman has really impressed me um, uh, a lot of times. In fact, of the matter, it's Alex Bowman and Greg Ives has really perplexed me and made me angry because I see how – what's that? No, I was just going to say about Bowman, I think he, he lucked up into two of his wins. Um, that he's had Out of the three he's had so far this year, and this summer stretch that we've been on – other than poking away, he won because Larson cut a tire down. Yep. Alex Bowman has been nowhere to be found. So Okay, I, I don't necessarily disagree with this, but if Alex Bowman and Greg Ives can squeak out three fucking wins in this kind of competition, what does that say for Dale Jr. and Greg Ives? Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, let's see. Dale Jr. was with Greg Ives for, what, two years? Uh, yes. Three years past, maybe? And one of those was coming back from a you know an injury. So, yep. could you say Dale Jr. was like fully into it? Nah, probably not. You know, and Greg Oz was able to impress uh, impression on Alex Bowman that uh, in a way that he wasn't with Dale Jr. You know. So. Yeah, Greg Oz fit Alex Bowman like Steve Lockhart was with Dale Jr. Like I think they just have that connection. Now, I think I that we great. had Stevie Lockhart for. First few years, 
odd. I, I could only imagine. Well, I, I think you're right there, Billy. Uh, Greg Eyes and Alex Bowman seem to have it going on. I, I just think in, in today's NASCAR, if you got three victories um, here before the cutoff, uh, that's pretty impressive. And, um, uh, and I think that Hendricks Motorsports Group, I mean, the last couple of years, boys, they were pitiful. I mean, absolutely, I mean, pitiful. It's tough to be a, a, a Chevy fan uh, with those guys, you know, not doing very well. And now those guys are uh, arguably the, the class of the field. Let's go straight over here to Bubba Wallace. Now, there was a big article that uh, Jimmy and I read. Thanks for the hats, the heads up, Jimmy. Billy, I know you you didn't read much of it, but David Smith from Motorsports Analytics makes a Great article. Great article. Yeah, it was a good article. He, and he uses data, math, statistics to prove a bunch of things. So uh, we don't do on this podcast, but hey. <laughs> yeah, we, no, we, don't, we don't want the truth to get in the way of anything. Uh, but for me personally, I believe Bubba Wallace is exactly where I expected him to be with this team in the first first year. I didn't expect him to win. I expected him to be a little bit higher than the points. I will admit that. But the article rightly pointed out today that – um, the fact of the matter is uh, Mike Wheeler has been going for victories. Uh, it's either let's get a victory or we might finish 20th. Well, they've done that on four occasions, and it's really hurt them in, in the points. Um, and, Billy, I know you uh, – we, listen, we, the three of us may not have talked on the phone um, uh, for a few weeks, but we talk every damn day in a text group message. Uh, yep. is, is Bubba Wallace where you thought he would be worse or better? He's right where I thought he would be this year. I mean, like as a startup team, switching to uh, a brand-new car next year. So I didn't think, like, he's not exceeding my expectations, but I, I figured he would be right about where he's at right now. Jimmy, you've got uh, high hopes for this weekend. Uh, you've been pointing to this weekend for literally months. Months ago, you said this is going to be a big weekend for that 23 team. Um, and, and, and don't bullshit me. Did you seriously think that the 23 team would have a victory on the track before Daytona? Uh, yes. And the reason I say yes is because of Bubba's uh, his finishes at the sister plate tracks or plate tracks, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's really good at Daytona, really good at Talladega, won a stage at Talladega, was hella fast at Daytona 500. I thought he had a shot to win both of those races. Uh, other than that, his his best race was uh, was Phoenix, and because of uh, Mike Wheeler's um, stupid idiotic kick call, <laughs> he didn't get uh, get a top ten. But I mean, he ran really good at Pocono, even though it was a few miles race. You know, yeah. he runs he runs good at Pocono. So. See, the thing about um, the twenty three team is they're frustrating as hell because they they show flashes of top 12, you know, uh, speed and, and, and top 12 team, and then they never seem to finish a damn race. And to me, that's a sign of – I mean, this is basically a Levine family racing team. Um, and so – and those guys were never a damn uh, – playoff contender of uh, the one year that Matt Benedetto almost won uh, Bristol. Bristol. I mean, that was their best year, but I mean, listen, Levine family racing and playoffs are not something that's synonymous. I think Bubba Wallace has probably done about as good as Bubba Wallace can do over there. I think that team's going to get better next year is a wild card, but I, and, and I honestly think that they've got a good shot to mix it up this weekend, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, but I, I think largely what I'm hearing is, 
Billy and I, he's right about where we thought. He may be a little bit behind where you thought, Jimmy, but on a brand-new team, uh, literally starting over with a with, with – and they didn't even start till what, late December, uh, maybe early January when they got a shop and that kind of stuff. I, I think what they've done is, is very difficult to, to what they had to do, and what they've done with it is they've done the best they could. I think they'll get better as a team, and – Next year is going to be weird, but um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. The other thing I want to talk about is the. I swear, boys, I literally think this may be one of my favorite NASCAR seasons of all time, and, and I say that uh, knowing that we haven't recorded a podcast in how many weeks. But every week there is amazing drama, even on the boring races. When you actually look at the racing, not maybe at the uh, TV coverage has been horrible. That's the next topic. But the, the, most of the races are largely very entertaining. There's been a couple stinkers, but I'm very happy with this season. I'm going to be – and we've said it for a couple years, Billy, the, the last year of this car is going to be probably the best one for a long time. I've been wildly entertained, Billy. What do you think about this season? Uh, I've caught probably 90% of this summer season on MRN and you know MRN always plays it out to be an amazing race yeah well I've caught all the races just bits and pieces but there's been three races I sat down and watched the entire race it was uh Bristol Daytona and Talladega and I've done canceled my playing Saturday night and I'll be in front of the TV to watch this hell of a race there's no doubt about that. Jimmy Wags, this season, uh, a good season in your opinion. How would you rank? Um, yeah, I mean, what, 14, 14 different winners, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, dude, it's, look, I think we've all complained about the 550 track. Uh, there's been some stinkers in there, but all in all, it's been, it's been a great year. And uh, the, the playoffs are going to get even better because the intensity is going to ramp up. Um, yep. Guys are go- not going to give each other an inch because hey, it's do or die. It's either advance or go home. So uh, it's been a great, great year. And Jimmy, that's a great point you said about guys not giving each other inch because honestly, a regular season race now they're not giving hardly anybody anything. You know, 15 years ago, shit, they they would ride around and they wouldn't really race each other until the last hundred laps or so. Uh, shit, that thing is they're racing on lap one. They're racing on lap 30 because the end of the stage means something. I think what NASCAR has done. Except for – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Uh, I don't think this tomorrow or Saturday night's race, I don't see too many people racing for stage. I know I think one of our text conversations with somebody said, the last 10 laps of every stage, uh, all somebody's got to do is win. And I yeah. think the last 12 laps of the race, you better be in hey, front of your TV because it's this, probably going to be about two hours long. <laughs> I don't think the stages will be bad. Jimmy Wags, I hope you take an extra set of clothes because you might shit yourself three times so, before that race is over. So I'm checking my bag. I'm talking to a uh, Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott fan getting on a plane here. So, But, uh, <laughs> um, but no, look, I, I, I disagree with you, Billy. I think guys are going to want to stay up front, right? Because if you're up front, you're out of the trouble. You're out of the eye of the storm, right? So I, agree. I think you got to set yourself up to be there at the end of this race. I really don't think you can sit around in the back all day and expect to drive your way to the front and be there at the end with as much uh, as on the line as this race is. 
Well, let me tell you what, what old Dado um, uh, would do if I was driving in this race and I needed a win. I would either be in the top ten or the bottom ten. I would not be anywhere in that fucking middle. That's where that's where destruction happens. You either got to be in the top ten or the bottom ten until until you get down to the to the end of the race. We all know that Ryan Newman is going to go up and through the field three or four times till he sits back down there at the back. <laughs> there's a lot of drivers that will do that, but I can tell you one thing for sure. I think there's going to be fi- at least fifteen guys racing inch apart from each other for the stages, and the rest of them are going to say, let them fucking guys go. I, 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 but I think it's going to be a very exciting race. I, I'm, uh, let, let's, hey, shit, let's just run right into this thing and talk about it. I, we've got – now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Reddick is in with – what do you say, Wag? Like 25 points? He's in with 25 points right now? Wags? I'm fine. I said, no, nah, we're good. My bad. I was talking uh, to the young man in the Denny Hammond T-shirt. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead. My bad, buddy. No, I said uh, Reddick is in by 25 points. Is that correct? Yeah, that's 25 um, points to the good. Can anybody behind him get in on points, or are they going to have to win the race? The only person that has a logistical shot by points Austin is Austin Dillon. Dillon. Okay. Only one. Well, that's going to be an interesting thing to to, to, to play out. Um I think, boys, that uh, – and I know I know you're – I mean, it, it, this is a very hard race to, to figure out. I think we're going to see a new winner this year. I don't think we see a repeat winner. I think there's enough hungry people in this field that want to be a part of this playoff, and I think we're going to see a big shake up towards the end of this race. I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be one of those classic – Daytona races where they'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the front, uh, the the edge, um, and I'm I'm wildly excited about it. I think, you know, Ford as of late has really shown me, you know, some things on speed. I'm not real. I mean, obviously, Denny Hamlin's one of the best um, uh, papered spacer tracks uh, racers that we've seen in a long time, but I think Chevy is really looking good um, for this race. Billy Bradley, what do you? Do you think Chevy's got the upper hand here? What, what do you see here? We're just talking about manufacturers. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> they have Kyle Larson right now. So yeah. anybody that has Kyle Larson, I think, has the upper hand. But I, I don't know. That, them Toyotas or Fords, I'm sorry, saw Kevin Harvick dominate all last year, kind of the way we're seeing Chase Elliott, do or yeah. not Chase, Kyle Larson, do, and who won the championship? A Chevrolet. Yeah. The joy of yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Wags, I know you're very high on. Um, the tw- I mean, you've called Bubba Wallace to make this to, to win this race. Literally, I think since the beginning of April, you were like, "Hey, it don't matter. We're getting in because we're winning. We're winning Daytona now." Aside from Bubba Wallace, who do you see might be up front at the end that we – you see anybody up front at the end we not be, like, necessarily thinking about today? Uh, Ross Chastain. I mean, the dude's a hell of an aggressive driver. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, Kurt's going to be looking to repay that favor that he gave him at Atlanta. You know, so yeah. if Ross can, can not wreck and put himself in a position to be there at the end, he might be a guy to look out for. That's an excellent damn point. Ross Chastain, this race really plays into Ross Chastain's hands because he's not going to fucking let off the gas pedal. 
uh, he's going to have the throttle to the damn floor, and if you take yours off and you're in front of him, you're going to get wrecked. Um, to Ross Chastain, I, I like—I actually like Ross Chastain for this race. I like Austin Dillon, too. Austin Dillon's won at Daytona. Um, he's a great plate racer. I think if he can stay clean, you better damn well believe he wants to get in there with a victory. Um, and uh, and i got to tell you something, boys. I love how RCR uses their artificial intelligence to help them out. Ever since <laughs> the they've been using kind of... the, uh, yeah, every time, ever since they've been using that, I mean, they weren't a playoff contain, a contender before they started using AI. It's at least put them in the hunt where we're talking about them at the playoffs. Um, and it's, uh, I think Austin Dillon might be, might be one of those guys that are getting up there. And I think, you know, Billy Bradley's, uh, uh, little, little favorite, um, dark horse, uh, Chris Busher. I think, so. I think Ralph Fenway racing, I think really, look, they've struggled all year. They've had some internal conflict. They've had some strife. It's been well-documented, you know, what's getting ready to happen and the changes over there because even Jack Rouse sees it. But this is a race where I could legitimately see um, Busher and Newman uh, shaking some heads. I mean, I, I, I think those boys are going to be in a good spot towards the end. Billy, you got anybody that uh, we might not be thinking about, we haven't talked about, that might make some news up there? Oh, yeah. I've got a couple of drivers. So you got to think, oh, Matt DeBenedetto. I mean, he already should have had a Daytona win. Yep. And should have won at Talladega. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Talladega. And uh, Eric Jones, like, I mean, mm. this is the yeah. night race at Daytona. I mean, that's why I done told them I will be home by 7 o'clock <laughs> Saturday night. I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you bring up a, a good – who's the first driver you um, – shit, Matt DiBenedetto. Yeah. Um, uh, don't and you forget. got old Sticky Ricky, too. You can't count him out. I was, I was just getting ready to say, uh, just, the only thing that could mess up Matt Benedetto's uh, good finish would be Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, he's won at Daytona. He knows how to get around that place. He is absolutely aggressive. He's too aggressive, um, but he's absolutely aggressive. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that. I think he'll be a player. I don't know that he'll be there at the end, but. Um, oh, God. Oh, Michael McDowell won here, uh, you know, the first to started this thing off. Now, to his credit, you know, he stayed in the top 20, you know, but, here, but you, does he get aggressive at this track, Billy, and try to do something to win two Daytonas in a row? What do you think about that, about Michael McDowell? No, I don't think he's aggressive now. He, he he's got everything to lose now. Like, yeah. Why tear up a car? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I Give me what you think. I think what McDowell is. The thing that's made him a great plate racer is that he does not mix it up until the end. You do not yeah. see him throughout the race. Correct. So when it's time to go, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. he's gonna be there then. Yeah, twenty laps to go. That's when Michael McDowell and guys like David Reagan will hook together and get up there, and and I and I can see I can see Michael McDowell maybe trying to do something at the end. I don't think you're gonna see him try to do something squirrely in the beginning. Quite frankly, those guys, um, and I don't mean this as disrespectfully as it sounds, but those guys over there can't afford to bust up any fucking cars, even though this is the last yeah, year that they have. I, those guys don't have the money to replace a bunch of shit, and I don't, I don't think they want to do that. They know they're in. I think they're going to do a smart race, but I'm telling you, boys, the last 20, 30 laps of this race is going to be absolutely insane. I'm a little jealous of Jimmy um, <laughs> yeah, uh, going to be down there because I, I think we're right. going to see one for the ages. This race should be 50 laps long, and that's all it needs to be because 
no stages, no nothing. Enough to run, let them go, get wound up, settled in, yeah. and yeah. turn them loose. It's going to be amazing. I, Jimmy Wags and I was at the Daytona race. This is the race a couple years ago, Billy, that we did the uh, – we started the banner. Jimmy and I went down there with zero yeah. tickets. Jimmy yeah. won tickets and got uh, Martin Truex Jr. He, Jimmy stood in line to, to get our banner signed. If you had if you had a Toyota Keys, yeah. you got uh, – um, I think – what was it, Jimmy? The first got, five people got, with Toyota? Yeah, first five people with Toyota Keys got race tickets. Uh, so we got race tickets to both races, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no, uh, so. we got them for the for the cup race. Cup race, and then yeah. A buddy of mine got us tickets for the uh, Xfinity, uh, for the Infinity yeah. race that lasted two days. Remember, it got yeah. rained out. Yeah, uh, we were in the, we were in the High Rollers Club. The, we were in the Rolex Lounge. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, we did we did well. They, Billy. We we ate more fucking um, bacon covered chestnuts. Um, than we did, or scallops, I'm sorry, bacon yeah. wrapped scallops, then we saw laps <laughs> on the damn track. And then we went back the next day and did the same damn thing. Then they kicked us out <laughs> like we were second-class citizens yeah. um, uh, for the uh, cup race. But um, this is a great race. I, I, I'm kind of glad. Jimmy, are you glad that they moved this thing to a cutoff race yesterday? I absolutely love it. The drama, the, the last year's race was phenomenal. Like, yeah. it was phenomenal. And uh, I know a lot of the drivers liked it at 4th of July week, but you know what? This is the perfect week to do it, and uh, we're going to have a hell of a race off Saturday night. Billy, good good move, put it here at the end of the regular season? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, especially with the drama that's already leading into it. It's already a good decision, but with the scenario we have, it's, it's going to be awesome. You know what, fellas, if you think about, and, I, and I, I've thought about this for several weeks, and I just haven't had a chance to bring it up with you guys, but you know, when Dale Jr. was driving, he was always a big pussy about changing the schedule. He's set in his ways. He liked to go down there on the 4th of July. He liked the all-star race being at Charlotte. And now that he's not driving and he's in the, the booth, oh, he loves this race where it is now. He loves yeah. this, uh, the, 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 the uh, all-star race around. He's all for all these changes. But when he was a driver, he hated this shit. This is probably why we're having a change now. And the reason why we didn't have a change back then because Dale Jr. was either for it or against it. So I think we're in for one hell of a race. And uh, let's go with um, uh, let's go with Jimmy Wags. Uh, yeah, actually, wait, did Jimmy win the last one we did, or did Billy win the last one? I I have no idea. It's been so long. Uh, I think it was you, Billy. I think Kyle I think, yeah, I think won the last race yeah. we did. Who you got for your winner and who's your dark horse, Billy? Or I'm sorry, right. you went first. Jimmy, who's your winner and who's your dark horse? All right, well, I'm not changing it now. I've been calling it since April. I was going to say, if I would have got the pick first, I was going to make you so fucking mad at what they fun. You'd be cussing on the point. Right yeah. All right, so uh, Daryl Bubba Wallace will Fuck win you. his first race okay. uh, and get into the playoffs. Well, now pick and, your winner. That's your dark uh, horse. Pick your no, winner. That's, that's my dark. That's my winner. That's my winner. Okay. My dark horse, this guy, they need a, they need to get, get shot in the arms. They've had some – some terrible luck this season. I'm going with my brother, the inliner gang, Rob Lowe and Ryan Newman as my dark horse that day. Okay. I actually like uh, – I think both of those picks are great dark horses, but we'll see about the, about your winner. Hey, one's Billy a, Bradley, one's a winner and one's a dark horse, brother. <laughs> okay. Who you got, Billy Bradley? Well, I was going to pick Bubba Wallace just to make Jimmy White pissed off. <laughs> but I'll go with Denny Hamlin as my winner. 
Uh-huh. And for my dark horse, I will take Eric Jones. Okay, that's not bad. Um, I, I think I think those so far we've we've got four good picks on the board. I'm hey guys, take, I'm about to go through security, so uh, I'm, I'm okay, going to be man. silent here for hey, a little bit. Hey, safe trip, brother. Yeah. You got it. If we don't hear you before we sign off, Jimmy, have a great time, man. We'll be watching you. We'll be watching your tweets uh, for sure. And if your boy wins. I want to see some emotion on the damn video. You hear me? Oh, you already put it down. Okay, Brett uh, Billy, here's what I'm going to do. Matt down. I am going to take Austin Dillon as my dark horse. Um, I think I, I think these guys are going to do it. I think they're going to do well. I don't know. I don't want to take Kyle Larson, um, but I do want to take I do want to take a Chevy driver, and I'm and and I don't want to take Kyle Larson because, quite frankly. I think uh, Chase um, uh, Bowman and um, shit. Who, who's a twenty-four? Damn, I, lo- I can't. I lost my Byron. Uh, but yeah, I think I think um, William Byron is, are probably better. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Chase Elliott for the victory um, here, and Austin Dillon for uh, for my dark horse. But I'm gonna tell you one thing right now, Billy Bradley. My nuts will be wrapped around either a bar stool or my recliner so I cannot fall off and watch this damn race. I'm excited about this thing. Uh, you are too. Jimmy Wags is damn excited. He he texted us we could hear the fear and the and the uh, emotion in his text when he when his flight got canceled. Yeah, and he had to get on a different one. Um but he's he's getting on a plane, he's gonna be down there. I, I couldn't be happier for him. Um Rob Lopes is down there. Uh I think he's gonna go see Mickey, I think he's going to go see Mickey Mouse either tonight or tomorrow. Um, and uh, all in all, it's going to be a great weekend for Jimmy Wags getting on a plane. For Billy Bradley, this is Datto. Billy, let's see a good race Saturday. What do you say, bud? Let's go, boys. Let's do it.